the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. And how are you? I'm good. We also have a train in the background, a rooster roostering in the background. So if you hear them, they're just saying good morning too. Mm-hmm. In today's episode, I've titled this one From Dissonance to Consonance, Navigating Cognitive Shifts for Mental Harmony. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, we've all heard of having um, just a cognitive dissonance, but not many people know about the lesser known counterpart of that, and that's cognitive um, consonants. And so I wanted to talk about that because I think it's something for us to really, it's important for us to understand it about ourselves. So if you're not familiar, cognitive dissonance, I'm going to make this as simple as I can. It sounds like it's super academic, but it's not. But it's basically when you have um, something that you say you want to do, but then you're basically not doing it. So an example of that would be you say that you want to lose weight, but you're not working out or you continue to eat crap food. That's really like the easiest way um, to be able to explain that. And then, of course, the counterpart of that would be you have such a balance between what you're thinking and what your actions are. And so we need to understand why this actually happens to that, because there's a lot of psychology behind this phenomenon and the way that our bri- our brains are wired for consistently. So we naturally, we desire this sort of harmonious internal landscape. And dissonance feels like like a mental itch that we just have to scratch, basically. And it leads to us changing our beliefs or our behaviors for us to be able to actually limit that inconsistency. So let's break this down to understand exactly what I'm, in, what I'm meaning here. And I'm going to use the same example again. So when we say we want to lose weight, our, our bodies, our minds, everything about the essence of how we are operating in that moment, we're so used to operating how we are, and we have been operating that way for a very long time. So in our minds, we might say like, oh man, I, I really want to lose 10 pounds or whatever the thing is, or I really want to work on my upper body strength, right? So that's a great idea and it sounds great and it is great. However, when we start to implement the things that are needed in order to make that change happen, our psyche, our bodies, everything within us recognizes that there is not something that is um, harmonious anymore. There is something that is, is off kilter. It's a change, and we don't like that change. That's why you hear all the time how difficult change is. It's because our minds, literally our programming runs in loops that keep us alive. And so when you have something that offsets that, it's difficult for the primal nature within us to recognize that nothing is happening that is going to kill us and things are okay. So how do we actually get through that? It's hard, right? Having having the ability to just change things cognitively, because what it all boils down to is like you, you have to change your mindset. We hear that too all of the time. But nobody actually breaks down like what's happening when our mindset is incongruent with the things that we actually want to do. And I think that that's literally like the most important part, right? Yeah, it's 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 such a hard thing to change your mindset with that. Cause you know, we're, we are such creatures of habits and, and getting into that spot where 
you're saying I can do this instead of I can't do this. It's it's not easy to do. And it's figuring that out for yourself and how it works for you. Yeah. So a lot of it boils down to just becoming self-aware, right? What is the thing that you're trying to do? Sit down, write them down if you need to. Discuss them with your accountability partner, if it's your spouse, if it's your coach, whoever it is. And then understand the things within yourself that are blocking you or that are making that loop feel uncomfortable. So I want to lose 10 pounds. I've been trying to lose 10 pounds for the past two years. It doesn't happen because every time that I get on a diet, then my husband will come home with ice cream and chips all of the time. That's my life story right there. That I come home with ice cream and chips? No, that your husband comes home with ice cream and chips. I don't care, though, if you come home with ice cream and chips. I know. Like, whatever, it's we have a strange dynamic, and that's probably why that's not a problem. Because whatever you're eating, I usually am not really into. And then if I get something, then I'm usually like, Clint, now we're at the market. I'm getting this because even if I don't eat it now, even if I don't eat it next week, one day I'm going to want to eat it. And I'm going to get two. These are mine. So if you want to get some, then you get some for yourself. <laughs> These are my blueberries. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's usually how that works. <laughs> so I think understanding like, okay, well, that's an issue, right? And this isn't, this isn't like, okay, we need to go talk shit to somebody. This is just information. So if that were the situation, then it would warrant a conversation between you and your plus one of, hey, I'm trying to do this. I've been struggling for two years. It's really a, a difficult thing for me. And I'm being super vulnerable with you and telling you that I, I have the issue because I love when we get to have date nights and you want to bring home the ice cream and the, the chips. But the truth is that I can't, I can't eat a limited amount of those things. I just am mindless and, you know, we're watching movies. And so I eat like two to three days worth of calories by the time that we're done. And I'm really trying to stop that. So, you know, I'm not trying to tell you to change your life or anything like that. But for me, is it possible if maybe we, you know, you can eat those things, but perhaps don't do them around me, hide them from me in the house or like whatever the thing is that will help you to be able to make that loop a little bit less damaging. Yeah. And it's even, and even in that instance and for your accountability partner, whoever, you you have as that and and if you have your spouse or, or your friend or someone asking you to not do that stuff like take it as something if to to build that partnership with him to not do it yourself like it is a great motivator because internally you know deep down inside you probably want to do that for yourself and if your partner's asking for that like not only support them but let's jump full in together And another thing, too, is recognize the type of learner that you are. And I'm saying that because if you're the type of learner who is um, more of a visual learner, then printing out that motivational photo. Let's say that you're... The the cognitive dissonance that you have is that you are trying to not spend... uh, Not spend more money. Perhaps you would take a photo and print it out of a bank vault with X amount of dollars in it. And, and place that maybe on your laptop next to your desk, putting it as the screensaver on your phone if you're more likely to use your phone to go purchase it. And just having little, little tricks and tips like this that you could use that will actually influence you. Because whatever you're going to use, Clint, for you, for example, is not going to be the same thing as what I'm going to use, right? Yeah, exactly. You got to find out what works for yourself. 
Yeah. And then also making sure that you're checking in. The The best strategy for me, and I, I have developed a great level of discipline for these types of behaviors. That is a part of what self-development is. And so when you get into it for so many years, um, you learn what works for you. So for me, for example, I am the type of person who's incredibly um, meticulous. And, you know, I like, I personally prefer things to keep me on pace when they're tangible. So I will sometimes, Clint's looking at a list right now. He's looking at a list. This was from yesterday that, and I have them all over the place list like this, because for me being able to connect my mind with a pen and then put that down on paper and then be able to see that thing that I need to do, um, that really helps me. So like yesterday I had finish a, a sales funnel I was working on, writing a blog. I had to make a suicide prevention list. Um, and then I'm working on a constitution book outline. So these four things, like having them sitting there, like looking at them, it helps me because I don't want to see those things still on that list. I would, And I'm going to keep this piece of paper on my desk until those things are done. That's how I operate. Or if there are certain things like I run into problems, I'll take that list and I'll, I'll put it next to me so that I remember not to forget certain things. So that's just something that helps me. So another strategy has been um, leaving that a certain list on the counter. And this isn't this is just for work, right? There are personal lists too, like reading, drinking 120 ounces of water a day, going into the gym drinking my green tea, like taking my supplements, like all of those things, well, they can go on a list. If there are things that you are likely to forget that you want to make sure aren't damaging to that loop, again, have a process and a strategy that helps to make sure that you fulfill that commitment to yourself. Yeah, it's it's important. And and no matter what, like Ashley has the tangible list and, and I've tried that for myself and sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't. Like it just depends on my general mood. But in that instance, I'll put... I'll have, if I have certain things that I need to do, like I set myself up for it to where, as I know, I'm going to go grab coffee in the morning and I need to drink a green drink. Like I'll have it sitting right there. Or it's, it's, you have those things in place to set yourself up when you're thinking of it. And sometimes you run into roadblocks. So I'm very big on hydration. Um, I haven't been feeling very good for these past couple of days. And I asked Clint to get me a Gatorade. We have these Gatorade Zeros and they have a grape one and it's very, very good. And I'm sitting here looking at it right now. When I say I haven't been feel good, feeling good, I'm talking about the like every time you eat, you want to throw up. So I'm like swallowing my spit right now because I'm looking at the bottle and uh, it expired on June the 4th. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm the type of person to where if something expires like next week. I'm going to throw it away now. And so like, how did these even expire that quickly? I know. Yeah. So sometimes we run into roadblocks. Um, A great adaptive strategy to a roadblock like that is Gatorade Zero actually sells these powder packs that I think are much more efficient and they last a lot longer. Yeah. They they probably taste a little bit better than Mm -hmm. these ones do and have uh, no preservatives. So uh, not uh, not what we're talking about, but (laughs) similar. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always... Know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.